Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Hope this morning. If you're visiting, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. And if you are a part of our family, it's good to see you this morning. Um, we have a, an exciting day for the whole church and especially the youth because in just a little bit, as soon as this service is over, our whole youth group is heading out to camp for the whole week. So um, we're going to pray together for them in just a minute as before we move on in worship. Um, if you want to look at your bulletin, and just I want to emphasize a couple things. In the bulletin in the very back, it talks about our need for a challengers, an older RA leader. So I really want you as a man, if you're a man in this audience, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, we have a great group of guys that meet on Sunday nights out in the youth room. Um, so I just want you to pray and seek God's guidance if that's something that you could do for to serve the Lord. Um, they're a wonderful group that are excited to learn and get to know you and they're calm if that helps very laid back so it won't be a physically challenging thing but um, they're ready to grow spiritually all the time and it's a wonderful group to be around let's see if there's anything else so we leave for camp um, I think that's about it I really hope that everyone pays a lot of attention to the middle for our upcoming family Sunday morning service and time at the at the Simpson Farm, and I think that's all the announcements today. So it's great to see y'all here, and I am wearing my lookup shirt just to show my excitement for our week. And July 2nd, we're going to be sharing from the kids and the youth all about our summer and so far and our trips and leading in testimony that Sunday. So look forward to that coming up too. So we're going to, we don't have a lot of youth that are in here. We have a few but a lot of them, I think, are last-minute packing and trying to get here by 12 with all of their mini bags. So um, I wanted to, to pray over more, but there are a few. So if you, I didn't prepare them for this, but if you are a youth that's going to camp, please come to the front. And I know I see you and you're not moving. So we've got Bailey, Madison, McKenna, Aiden. Marley is our adult helper. Marley's going to come down. She's one of our brave chaperones with Chase and I. So what I think is important, and actually we talked about this in Sunday school, which was exciting because I knew it was going to come. But um, I think that one thing that we kind of lack in a church is really being hands-on in prayer. Um, we have our prayer time every Sunday that we have one or two and sometimes a few more that come to, but I think it's really important that we, when we're sick or when we need encouragement, that we come together physically in prayer. So this morning, we are going to pray over, I'm going to cry, I always cry when it's about Jesus, <laughs> but we're going to pray over the youth, so please come forward and put your hands on our youth. When we talk about youth camp, we are excited and we have so much fun to look forward to, but y'all don't understand, they spend three to four hours a day in scripture, and we spend probably more than that. We have three services and small groups throughout the day, and these kids are just poured over with scripture and prayer, and it is life-changing. So we're going to pray now over them. And if you feel led after I pray, or I'm going to give you, actually, I'm going to give you a minute before I pray. And if anyone wants to pray their own prayer, please do so. And then I will close us in just a minute.
God, as we talk about being transformed into your likeness today, God, this is part of the process for these youth. Lord, just to grow closer to you, to learn what it is to be more like you each and every day. And so, Father, I pray for their hearts to be open and receptive to the words uh, that will be taught, the songs that will be sung, the prayers that will be prayed. Father, that, that you would be glorified in and through it all. And, God, that, you would, uh, that, that their hearts will be open and receptive to being changed. And so, Father, we pray right now, Lord, for that to take place in each of their lives and, Father, for each of our lives as well. Cover them with your spirit this week. And the ones that are here that are not here, Lord, I pray for the chaperones as well, God, that you would just give them wisdom and words to speak to these kids in the moments when they are uh, vulnerable and their hearts are open to you, God. Lord, camp is such a special time in a young person's life, and God, I just ask that you would use this week to completely transform them and give them the strength to go out from camp throughout their lives Father, we thank you so much for the commitment of these youth and the parents and family members that brought them to this point and the church that has supported them all financially and in so many ways. Lord, I pray over these young people that you will wipe out everything that the world is, has them wrapped in. And as they disconnect from the world and come into your presence fully for six days, that you will reveal things to them that they have not seen and heard or have not been able to, Lord. That you will change them in a mighty way. That our church will be changed because of them. Because the disciples were youth. Because they were young people. And they changed everything when they followed Jesus. So I pray the same power, the same spirit to dwell among them and to change their lives forever. I thank you so much for this church and what they do for this youth group, Lord. We are so thankful to be in a church that supports young people and children, and they do so much in order for these people to grow everywhere they go. So I thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings and everything over this trip, the good and the bad, the good weather, the bad weather, every hill and every obstacle, Lord. I thank you for them in advance. And let your will be done, Holy Spirit, this week in whatever way that you choose. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. So we have 21 people going to camp. So this week, if you will please continue to pray all week, every day, for these young people as they attend camp.
Have you been redeemed? Are you who you used to be? I pray not. I pray that God has done a, a mighty work in your life. Amen? But according to God's Word, He's not done with you yet. Amen? And He's not going to be done with you until He calls you home. But in the meantime, we have to give ourselves over to being transformed, being changed, and being open to God working in our life. And that's what we've been talking about over the last number of weeks and months. 
uh, through our B series, Be Who God Created You to Be. And Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, There's a time for everything. Well, today is the day we conclude our B series. Uh, it, it, again, it has been a, a long time, and I have enjoyed it. I hope that you have. And, uh, and since January, we've been looking at, at different aspects and, and various aspects of our faith that when applied to our life, our life, it helps us to be who God created us to be. That series was kicked off. Um, it got its beginning. It was based in 2 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 14, which we started the year off. And that verse says, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be, and here it is, to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Him. And so throughout the last five or six months, we've been looking at how we can become spotless and blameless and at peace with God by implementing some of these various disciplines from the B-series. To be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with God, or be put another way, to be transformed into the likeness of Christ. Today we're going to be in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 a familiar verse to, to, to many of you. <clears throat> Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be what? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We're going to focus, we're going to hone in and, and focus on verse 2 there primarily. But it says, do not conform. Do not conform to the ways of the world. But sometimes society tends to force us into conformity, doesn't it? Uh, how many of you rode your horse to church this morning? Okay. Not many of you. How many of you rode your bicycle? Maybe a few, maybe somebody. Most of us drove our cars, didn't we? Um, what else? What about, uh, how many of you paid all your, what's this, just to, week and a half into June. How many of you paid all your bills this month with cash? No. How many of you paid all your bills with a check this month? Maybe one or two. Okay. How many of you, you know, checks are kind of a, it's becoming a thing of the past, isn't it? Because now we pay everything pretty much with our credit card, debit card, or, or bank draft or something like that. And even now, there are a lot of businesses now that don't even accept cash anymore. And that's crazy, but that's the way our, our future is going, and that's the way, that's the way God word, God's Word tells us it's going to go too, doesn't it? How many of you, how many of you uh, have, your, have a flip phone this morning? All right, there are a few of us there. Uh, those are coming a thing of the past too, aren't they? 
And, and, but most of us have given up that fight and, and given over to a smartphone that we vowed we never would, right? But now you can't live without it, can you? And so a lot of times our culture forces us into different kinds of conformity. But the world is becoming more and more secular day in and day out every year. And, and sadly, many churches are, are, for, are conforming to the world and not to the Word. But that only happens when the people are being led by the world, when the people are conforming to the world. Then they're saying it's okay to allow that to happen in the church, that it's okay to, for the church to conform to the world. And that's why we talked about last week, the last couple of weeks, being immovable in our faith and being fearless in the world and sticking to our, to our faith and, and holding our ground on our faith, to our faith. And so Paul here reminds us in Romans chapter 12 not to live our life or to fashion our life or, or our conduct to those around us. Don't look at the world and say, oh, oh well, they're doing it, it's okay. Or, or even looking at church members and say, oh, that's okay. But he says rather to conform our life and our conduct to that of Jesus Christ and Jesus alone. As Christians, we're to be the embodiment of Christ to the world. We're called to reflect His, His goodness and glory to the world. And so don't conform to the, the, the evils, the, the wickedness of, of the world that's truly going on right now. God says stand firm, be movable, stand on the Word of God. And then he says you can do that by having a transformed mind. What does, to, what does it mean to be transformed? Well, the dictionary says to, to change the composition of or the structure of. It means to change the outward appearance of. It means to change the, the character or the, the condition of. You see, God saves us and changes us to use us for kingdom purposes. He doesn't want us to, he, he, we're not saved to stay the same. He wants us to grow us more and more like Him. And so He's, a, he, he's in the process of, of getting rid of the old and bringing in the new and creating us into, into something new, into a new creation. And folks, your presence here today, in person or online, your, your, your presence in God's Word and in fellowship with others tells God and it tells other peoples that I that I want to be, that I need to be, that I desire to be transformed. If that's not the case, then why are you here? If you haven't come this morning looking and trying to make an effort to be transformed into Christ's likeness, then, then why are you here? Why did you come today? See, the greatest need in the church today is, is the need of, of transformed people, but, but there are plenty of people that, that claim to be Christians or, or to be believers, but they have yet to be transformed. They've closed the door of their heart to the idea of being transformed into what God wants them to be. Where do you stand? Is your heart, is, is your life open to being receptive to God, changing your life and changing you into who He wants you to be. <clears throat> and this is the, 
the second week of June, and, and so a lot of summer vacationings, uh, a lot of summer trips have, have already been made. Uh, some are, are still yet to be made, and, and some are still in the planning process. Um, I'm going to be leaving out for the Southern Baptist Convention tomorrow and then, and then looking forward to a couple of weeks of vacation. But at, at some point, our society went from calling people that travel, went from calling them travelers to calling them tourists. Let me ask, are you a traveler or a tourist? You might think, well, there's not a big difference in it, but in fact, there really is. Now, I found this, this article on, on the internet, and, and, and uh, it states seven differences in travelers versus tourists. Maybe as you head out on your vacation, maybe get in your mindset, are you a traveler or a tourist? Seven differences. Number one, a tourist sticks out. A traveler blends into the culture. A tourist eats familiar food or comfort food. The traveler tries the local cuisines. A tourist only sightsees. A traveler talks to the local folks. A tourist dressed for comfort. A traveler dresses for comfort and style. A tourist sticks to their native tongue. A traveler tries to learn the local language. A tourist buys the first overpriced souvenir that they find. A traveler looks for deals. A tourist reply, uh, uh, relies on GPS. <laughs> a traveler trusts their instincts. Though it may be wrong, they're willing to get lost. We might say something similar is taking place in the Christian faith. Are you a Christian tourist or are you a Christian traveler? Are you, maybe a better way to say that is, are you a believer or a disciple? I would say that a disciple aims to become like Christ. A disciple worships God, not just attends church. A disciple gets involved in the church culture. A disciple steps out of their comfort zone. A disciple is sacrificial in all areas of life. A disciple moves from posting biblical quotes to living them out. A disciple trusts and follows the Holy Spirit's leading in their life. And a disciple mentors others to become a disciple too. You see yourself as a disciple? or a believer, or a believer becoming a disciple, or a believer desiring to become a disciple. You see, the kingdom of God itself is made up of disciples, but unfortunately too many churches today are just filled with, with believers and not disciples. To be transformed means to be changed into something different. When we look throughout Scripture, we, we, we see a number of examples of that, but a couple of examples this morning. Uh, number one is the example of the disciples. We see their life, and we see the process that they went through um, living out their life with Christ, and we see how their life was transformed over a period of time. And over the, over the course of time, they, they went from being fishermen 
to being fishers of men. Their whole focus in life changed. For three years, they, they followed Jesus around. They, they lived with Him. They, they listened to Him. They learned from Him. Their faith grew deeper and deeper every day. They saw His miracles, heard His teaching and His preaching. But in that process of growing, in that process of, of transformation, they, 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 even though they saw that going on, they still struggled to understand it all. And so we can see that they, they were in that growth process. In fact, one denied him, a, a, another one betrayed him. When he was arrested, they all left him. When, he, when they left him hanging on the cross, all but one abandoned him. But the resurrection ultimately sealed their faith as it, as it should ours. When they met the resurrected Jesus, they knew it was for real. They knew it was for real. And at Pentecost, they received the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit comes power, amen? The power of God was transferred into them. And with that power, the disciples began transforming the world with the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but their personal transformation never stopped. It never stopped. It was an ongoing process and ours is an ongoing process. Their faith grew and developed to the point that they gave their lives for what they knew and believed about Jesus. And we've talked about this on Wednesday nights a couple of weeks ago, that there's going to become a time where we have to decide for it may be a life and death decision, are we going to follow Christ or not? Are you willing to make that decision? Are you ready to make that decision? And so we see throughout the Gospels that the, that the disciples grew in their faith continually to the point that they were willing and did give their life for the Gospel. Another great example is the transformation of Saul of Tarsus into the Apostle Paul. Saul went from, from being a killer of Christians to being an advocate for Christianity. He was transformed from a, from a persecutor of, of Christians to a proponent of Christianity. He went from, a, from a, a, a Jewish Pharisee to a proclaimer of the gospel. And again, ultimately, he gave his life for the gospel, for what he believed. Folks, that is transformation. That's true transformation right there. Saul was was transformed into Paul, and Paul then began to, 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 to transform the world. And he became the greatest Christian missionary to ever live. He authored 13 of the 27 New Testament books. <clears throat> One of his greatest verses, which ties in very nicely with our, with our passage today, which he wrote also, Romans. But this one out of 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, If anyone is in Christ. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. That's transformation. He writes on in, in other places to take off your old self and put on a new self. Get rid of your old way of life and start living a life for Christ now. We see in each of those passages 
the, the, our, our examples, the, the disciples and Paul, <clears throat> transformation wasn't quick, nor was it easy. And transformation in, in our life is not quick. It's not going to be easy. The spiritual transformation begins with our obedience to the Lord Jesus. In order to be who God created you to be, we've got to be open and willing to be transformed. We have to lay our, our heart down on the altar and say, Lord, here I am. Take me and use me and change me, God, into, into that person you want me to be. We, we have to take intentional steps and, and allow transformation to come, allow transportation to take place. And we must allow that transformation to take place even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of difficult times. That transformation can only take place when we spend time with God, when we focus on His Word, and when we yield our lives to the Holy Spirit each and every day. It's about being filled with and led by and controlled by the Holy Spirit. It's about applying the disciplines that we've studied throughout this series for the last 20 or 21 weeks. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, again, it says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That transformation is only going to take place when our minds are renewed in Christ. It takes thoughtfulness. It takes courage and, and determination. We must intentionally choose to live for the Lord. We have to be courageous and go against the world's expectations and, and what they want us to do. We have to be determined and have an unwavering commitment to the Lord every day. To get up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm yours. Use me however you see fit. I'm yielding myself to your ways. Are you willing to pray that? Because that can be a scary prayer. Because we don't know what that might lead to. Or what that might involve. What that might look like. And, and to be honest, none of us really like the unknown, do we? We don't like the unexpected, do we? we? We like to know that on Monday morning we're going to get up and go to work or Monday morning we're going to get up and go to school or we're going to get up and go to Walmart or whatever it might be. We don't like the unexpected. We don't like life to throw us curveballs, do we? But life does. And so are we willing to pray and ask God to transform us spiritually? I just want to ask you a series of questions here to think about as we close out this, this series on being who God called us to be. Will you pray for that renewal and pray that for God to change the way you think? Will you pray to be transformed into a person who lives a holy and sacrificial life? 
even though it's not a, a quick and easy process, will you pray, God, help me to be, to be the person you created me to be. You know, what, what a great blessing it is to, to experience being transformed into the image of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want us to take a few minutes just to reflect what area of, of your life do you desire help in? What area in your life do you need to lay down before God and say, God, I, I need you here? Do you need God's help in being fully surrendered? Being on your guard? for the things of the world? Do you need God's help in just being still and being holy? Do you need God's help in being obedient to His Word? Do you need God's help in, in, in be, being a cheerful giver? being a godly example. Do you need His help in being fruitful? Do you need His help in, in being ready for when He calls you home? Do you need His help in being prepared For his coming. Do you need his help in, in, in being his witness to the world? Do you need his help in being a fearless Christian in a dark world? Do you need his help in being on mission? Or being a useful vessel or, or being immovable in your faith? to know that whatever the world brings against you, you can stand firm on the Word of God. Are you willing to pray some dangerous prayers this morning? Lord, just help me be. Help me, help me, Lord, just search me and break me, stretch me beyond my comfort zone, lead me, use me for your glory and honor, Lord, transform me into your likeness, and Lord, just help me to be. God, help me to be who you created me to be so that I can glorify you. Lord, help me to be who you created me to be so I can glorify you. Which one of those prayers do you need to offer up this morning? Maybe there's two or three. During our time of invitation, I just ask that you would bring that need to the altar. 
whatever you need God to do in your life, that you would come and present it to Him and say, God, I need you here. I need you. I need help in this area. God, I need you to work in my life right here, right now. Because I know I can never be who you created me to be if this isn't right with you. But what is it in your life that you want to surrender to God? Let's pray together. God, we know that becoming like you is an unending process a difficult one. But Father, we also know that that is your desire for us. And God, we know that we can only become the person you want us to be, the person you created us to be when we, when we let down the walls of our heart and just invite you in, Lord, and, and just give our life over to you in complete surrender, asking you, God, to, to, to change us and to transform us into the people you want us to be. And so, Father, as we pray through our invitation and we sing through our invitation, God, I pray, God, that we will hear the invitation from you. And, God, we would respond to you this morning to be who you created us to be. Lord, hear our prayer. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.